One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Bit late, better late than never, as they say. Season seven, up to episode 25. And with me, not in the studio tonight, is John in his loft, I would imagine. Good evening, John. I'm in my loft, and good evening, Sean. How are you? And I am fine, thank you. Good, Um, how's life after your... uh, party in your 50 years of age yeah yeah it was it was good i put a picture of us all on the facebook group i know you don't do that because you're not on facebook um but someone said was it your 40th or 50th so there you go i could get away for 40 there john yeah that's the dark light in it and around the waist oh and uh the dulcet tones of the global tv star who may have been cut because we've heard nothing about the airing of his <laughs> interview, um, is uh, Shed Man in his shed. Good evening, Nigel. Good evening, Sean. All right, I'll do it. Where are you? I'm in my shed. Hey, on delayed action. Yeah, bring back well, John. I wasn't ready. Dear, oh dear. You <laughs> right. teed it up. Right. Like, could you not be ready? All right. Where are you, Nigel? I'm in my shed. <laughs> Don't worry, that will come out in the editing. <laughs> Cut that. Yeah. Uh, no George tonight. Uh, thank you to Southwestern Trains uh, for depriving us of George yet again. I think we should put in a compensation. You know you can make compensations for late trains. I wonder if you could actually make a compensation against missing a podcast. Yeah, we should, we should, have, we should have a go, shouldn't we? Definitely. Yeah, because all the advertising trains. revenue, I mean, it's so much we'd be missing out on, isn't it? Well, the amount of times we mentioned Southwestern Trains, I mean, yeah. we should be sponsored by Southwestern South trains, trains, shouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so, uh, we had a game of football uh, at the FA Cup, and we all know how important the FA Cup is to the board and everybody else. So, we gave a really good go at it, and we lost 2-0. What happened there then, John? What happened there? Did you um, watch it first? I I watched it from about 15 minutes in 
15, 20 minutes in, yeah, I did watch it. So um, I, I had it on on the radio, actually, and then I managed to do what I was doing and got a stream up. So, yeah, I did see it. Um, we weren't very good, Sean. We weren't. So that's what happened Couldn't you have picked, I mean, let's start with a selection. Is there any better team he could have chose? He says... I chose who was available. I didn't really I, have a choice. I, I, all of that, all of that, I really don't know because some of the injuries that we had, some of the players that could, weren't available, were they not available, or were they? You know, did they have a sore back that day, or mm. you know, you really don't know. Well, there's already a debate, isn't there, with Diafro Seco, which we'll come to later, who who is calling out uh, David Gold as uh, saying he was injured. Uh, or unavailable to play and sort of say he was available to play. But more on that later. We won't spoil the transfer section. Um, Obviously, we got a sending off. Um, Deserved. I'm not going to even ask you, John. Um, And they scored two goals. I mean, can you say anything in West Ham's defence? We had a lot of defenders. So defensively, (laughs) we didn't... uh, Joe Hart, I think, could have had a better effort of put getting his hand to that ball, though it was a good header. I don't think it was a penalty, um, but that said and done, I don't think I think we were actually on record as had no shots on target, and we we have, and just do the stat attack when you mention that uh, possession. West Ham had uh, sorry, Wigan had fifty two percent, we had forty eight, which is the same possession as we played the Cherries, uh, but this time. West Ham had five shots, zero on target. I'm going to say that again. Five shots, zero on target. While the Lactics had nine shots, four on target. So stats say worthy winners and uh, another game where we've got a, not a single shot on target. Yeah, it's just, it just looked to me like, obviously, it was a bit of a sort of thrown together team. I'm disappointed for the youngsters because we've had a lot of talk about some of these players, and they've had a couple of opportunities now to claim, sort of stake a claim, and I don't think anyone really has. You know, none of them really have come out and sort of warranted a place on the, even on the bench in future, I would say. Yeah. Um, How about like Hernandez? That. Does he look bothered? Hernandez, it's so awkward with Hernandez. I mean, what sort of service did he get? But no, he didn't look greatly bothered. But what sort of service did he get? It's the whole thing is is sort of sort of perpetual, isn't it? it what, if you haven't got someone who's giving him the ball, he's coming back trying to win the ball. It's not his not his game, is it? But no, he doesn't look bothered. He, you know, it's it was awful. It was just awful. So, but, Nigel, you know, it's only, it's only the cup, isn't it? You know, who cares? You know, who cares? Nigel, did they take it seriously? No, not in my opinion, they didn't. Um, was it part of a master plan to get out, or do you reckon that well, they look, really I, thought they could? Look, if you look at David Moyes' record in the cup games, Arsenal put out a shocking team, didn't with no effort, no effort at all in in, in the cup whatsoever uh, against Arsenal, and Arsenal didn't want to win that game, so we lost that quarter final. We move on to Shrewsbury, the second best team in League One when we played them. Uh, abysmal performance away at Shrewsbury and then we were lucky to get the late goal at home and then we're up against the best team in League One 
who you can see look like they're going to win that league at a canter, the way they play football, and they played good football. Now, when you put in players like Cullen, Burke, Martinez, they've all played on loan at that level. So you would like to see something from them. Unfortunately, I'm not going to dig them out, but they showed that perhaps that is maybe their level and why they haven't really broke into the first team. Um, but they weren't backed up by what senior players were picked. It, it, hmm. but, um, my, uh, the one thing that grates me is that you say he's on 10 grand a week, David Moyes, and his wages are, are made up by keeping us in the Premier League. Yeah, big bonus. Right. Yeah. So therefore, for him to get his payday, He's not going to take the cup seriously. He don't want to be in yeah, the cup. No, good point. So, good so point. He's not going to be too downhearted about being knocked out. The problem is, five thousand fans that made that journey that that thought actually a good cup run, a good cup run builds confidence. A good cup run. Well, four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah. I didn't use my ticket because well, I forgot it was my party then. Well, and I bought a chance. Yeah. Child ticket by mistake. Yeah. So there was a few empty seats in in the thing, but people, you know, the fans believe in in, in the cup. You know, it's all right saying David Moyes said before the game on Friday, oh, about the Wigan fans would rather have, have stayed in the Premier League. Yeah, when you ask Wigan fans, they all go, no, actually, we, we, you know, we're glad we can say we won the FA Cup in 2013 rather than finish 17th in the Premier League. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're of a generation, Nigel. I think we we believe that, but there is a younger generation behind us who don't, don't believe know. that. It's that's, Premier League and be all. That's the yeah, thing. But that's because they've never seen West Ham win a cup where we have. No, that, yeah, but that's that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we we don't want to just be a Premier League mate, Premier League mate weight all the time. We know we're not going to win the league. We want to have a go at a cup. By the way, the draw has just been made for the FA Cup. Do you know who we're going to have no, drawn? I'm not stop looking. Manchester City. Oh, oh well, we'd have been out anyway then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just our luck. Oh, dear. But Millwall Tottenham is possible, though, in the draw. That would be interesting. Whoa. Anyway, they played very. To be fair to. Um, I nearly said Millwall. Um, who did we play? Wigan. Remind me, Wigan. <laughs> uh, they played a very physical game. Well, no, I don't think they did. They played football. If if you watch, they didn't oof the ball up. They outplayed us. That's and that's the thing. That's embarrassing. I know they're a League One side and they're playing with confidence. They're top of the table and they're on the best run apart from the two Man United, uh, the Manchester teams, Man City, Man United. So they're the third form team across all leagues in the country. But we've still got to do better to. To only have those block shots at the end of the first half, where we had that scramble and Reese Oxford put it wide and over, as our only meaningful attack in, in, in a game like that, that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. It really is. Well, that's what it is. Let's talk. Let's talk about two big incidents, Nigel. The first one is a sending off. Yeah. Um, did Arthur deserve a six-month? Uh, six-week, uh, sorry, match ban. Um, was he really spitting uh, towards no, the player or was no. he just spitting? No, he spat, at, he spat at the player. I, he, the only saving grace is he didn't spit in his face. 
But apart from that, but yeah, here, here's a question: Someone is right for that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, really? I do. So spitting in the general direction of player is the same as punching a player a, a player in the face because it's the same ban. If you punch, sure, a there's player, a precedent set. It's been I set. Know, I, it's, I just it's, think it it's wrong though. I, I'm not even sure. And Boy said this on his interview today. He's he's spitting. He says the referee can't see it. He's only reacted to uh, the opposition player. And what was his name? It was um, Power. Nick. Yeah. Nick, Nick Power. Power. Um, he's spinning in the general direction. I've seen the, the video uh, replay. I just think it's a bit harsh. Six no, months, but that's uh, what it and, is. The and what Moyes said today, he said it's not mandatory. The thing about spitting is, it, you don't know, that spitting can pass on TB, yeah? I've never known anyone catch yeah. TB from a punch. <laughs> there, there's, the, there's the health side of it. But footballers spit. Footballers spit all yeah, the time, not on though. each other. I'm sorry. That is absolute fish. Well, you can't... You, you just can't, you can't put anything against that as it is what it is. Nice. He he spat at him. It's, it's Nick Powell in it. His name. And yeah. He, he he spat at him. He was he was probably the best player on the pitch to yeah. be fair as well. And and like it was his frustration. He spat at him. He didn't get in his face. You're right. It got. Him. But they know players know if you spit at another player, you're going to get a six game ban. They yeah. know that. Oh no. Moyes said no today. He said it's not mandatory. Actually, it can be anywhere between yeah. three and six. And he said his interview before it read out. He said, "I'm thinking you didn't spit in his direction. Oh, I, I think three would be. But if we have six, in a way, all right. Well, I'm not going to justify it. But I, I understand what everybody's come out to say is is Masuaku is such a nice guy. It's completely out of character. I'm throwing the book at him with six <laughs> game ban. Seems a bit harsh no. in my view. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you what, I want Steve Flats. What right? would Billy Bonds Steve do? Flats, he'd hey? have had a Lucasade bottle wrapped around his head because that's what my mate done to a bloke <laughs> who spat at him. He picked up a Lucasade bottle and clumped him. Right. So in a way, Masuaka right. was lucky not to get a clump on him. All right, next question. Um, did it change the game? In other words, and then obviously it did change the game, but could West Ham have won if Masuaka had stayed on the pitch, in, in your honest opinion, to both of you, no. first to Nigel? I don't think we'd have won, John. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, well, we, we were, did. we were just starting. We were starting to actually have a bit more impetus about us when that incident happened. So, I mean, did you watch it, Sean? No, no I only watched the highlights. Yeah, I watched right? the whole game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we were when we come out after the second half, we had a bit more about us, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we did. You know, so you know, that did not the wind out. So I must admit, but, that did not the wind out the team. Um, so it was after that we was done and dusted. Yeah, so I wouldn't say we we might nick to draw, but that's what I think won, would have happened. We, I thought we would nick to draw. And the penalty, yeah. a penalty? No, not in a million no? years. No. Yeah. So they got lucky on that. Uh, and a big loss. We're going to talk about injuries later, but Pedro Obiang being stretched off. Um, was he playing, and again, I didn't only seen the highlights, was he playing a good enough game to warrant that that changed, that that knocked us out of everything as well? None of them were. None of the, like you say, the established players were given anything. It was just dreadful all round. I so. thought Obiang bottled the tackle. 
I said it at the time on Twitter. I thought Obiang bottled the tackle. The, the geezer went into the ball. Obiang could have gone into the ball and got the ball, and he didn't. He kept. He, he sort of pulled his leg out, planted his leg down, let the player take the ball, and the follow-through clouded him. I think if Obiang had gone in for the tackle 50-50, I don't think it'd have been as as he was. And And I think that sums it up for me. Well, it looks like he's out for the, the rest of the season, but we'll, we'll do a little bit more of that later. Um, anything? To, I don't think there's anything to say. We lost, we're out of the cup for another year. Um, I think some people got... overreacted on the Masuaku stuff. I heard, I mean, listening to the radio on the way in, that, that Moose bloke was saying he should never play for West Ham again and all that. I think, you know, they, some people are right. he's done something that is stupid and horrible take your ban and crack on you don't apparently yeah, well, Billy Bonds got actually, sent off in 1970 for spitting against Hull spat at a Hull player he'd only yeah. been at the club I'm not so a year so yeah I, see, I saw that on Twitter as well yeah, that, that so happened I, did, I looked it up and it had it did, so, that's what the report said that, oh yeah you know good enough uh, yeah. Billy Bonds Arthur gets, he earns about 25 grand a week, so he's going to get a two-week maximum fine, uh, which is 50 grand. Actually, Graham Howlett from KUMB made a really good um, uh, suggestion of the club should donate the money to the three-year-old who's got the rare form of cancer and who's trying to raise uh, £200,000 because she's about 50000 off her, her target. You think the club would do that, Nigel? There's two questions there. Do I think they should? Yes. Will they? What do they do with club fine money? How do we know? Well, when the, right. When we the don't club know, finds but, a player, but it, it's where does they, the money go that they yeah. save? Well, I bet it just goes back in to, you know, but it, it was money that they budgeted to spend, and therefore That's it's money saying. they weren't so, expecting. They've got it just 50 grand. Into the Why not donate it? So therefore... Make yeah, a, and, you know, we know the club ain't going to do it because they're too dim to understand th- th- about goodwill. And it would, you know, I don't know, good PR. PR. But that's the worst thing about it because they're in such a mess now that if they did that, cynical people like me are going, because you've already done it because you're in a mess, <laughs> try to build bridges. But to be mm. fair, I, I think they should do it because of the calls, because of what it can do, whether it, hopefully it'd make a difference. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on because after the game, we had um, a slight supporters meeting in the car park. Now, none of us were there, so we can't be blamed. Each time I hear this story um, is, you know, that every time I hear it, it gets a little bit more exaggerated. You know, almost it was a riot. Started off with they had a few words and then Sullivan walked off. And now it's like the more I hear it from Jim White and everything, you know, he was surrounded by an angry mob. I'm not sure that's true. So let's start with you, Nigel. What What's your take on what was reported that happened in the car park with Sullivan Gold afterwards? I can't believe no one filmed it. I mean, kids today, their phones are glued in their hand at a cock handle with the with the call button going, filming everything, and not one of them thought to record it. And then we could all see what happened. I'm just going to do a little recap if people haven't heard. So, allegedly, 
he Sullivan said it's almost impossible to sign anyone. This was reported by a number of people on Twitter. He then said that he'd paid a two million pound fee for Mario with a hundred and one thousand pounds a week for until June, which adds another two million, four million in total. He said that allegedly uh he asked someone who would they sign and he said John Joe Shelvin, he said he's useless. He allegedly. said he was shit. All right. Uh well if you haven't got a camera you people said it different way and and finally um it was reported he then walked off uh and sat in his car while leaving david gold to to face the music with with the supporters there one person one person said he said he didn't have the money or didn't have the funds and for some reason sullivan seemed to pick up on this and then released an official statement on the website, which just seems crazy. Um, John, you made me aware of some of this, didn't you? On the face on our WhatsApp group, what, what's your take on this bizarre latest episode of the Sullivan and Gold Show? Well, they just blunder from one catastrophe to the other, don't they? Um, I mean, I, I've sort of. Well, we were talking about your do, weren't we? There was some of it flying about what had happened, and but it was just a few people that when there'd been a conversation, and he'd said that you know, we can't, it's near enough impossible to sign anyone, and that seemed to be how the conversation was. But it turned, it slowly changed the tone today, didn't it? Sky were saying that they'd been what's his name, well, he, we all know. Look, everybody knows where he gets his information. And to come out and say what he said was misguided on him. But, it but almost, that's what they're doing. They're pulling in the – that's what they did like with you lot when we got David Moyes. They pull it, pull you all in and you all do what they tell you. Well, oh, we're independent, John. I don't know what you're talking about, us lot. Who do you mean, us lot? You lot, uh, Clara and Hugh and the all other you ones. All like, SDCs and all these. All you, all you boys who are in the sort of like – hands and pockets of the board oh jim white today he was he was like but he's obviously his job and he's fishing he's trying to get reaction and he certainly got a reaction i don't know if you've listened to it there's like there's actually sections of the whole show flying about on twitter now you can listen to it yeah but this is what jim white said on on twitter i haven't heard the show yet i've heard from a very reliable source sullivan that West Ham owners Sullivan and Gold were surrounded and jostled by fans at Wigan who demanded they make more signings. Gold is 81 and Sullivan is uh, 68. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Is that sort of behaviour acceptable? I think, I don't think so. Yeah, but he he was saying stuff like they deserve more respect. They have personally put in £70 million each into the club. They are trying their best for the club. And he, he was doing all that and he, he just got a reaction and he got there was one bloke on there who must have been a friend of Sullivan or someone yeah. some old guy who went on her and said you know you know they are great they saved us the old saved us line but most of them were in there saying look we were there there wasn't that many people there was no jostling it was a civilized conversation mm. and there's calls what? for Wigan to produce the video aren't there from the car park and stuff like that yeah. out there and yeah, well, so so what uh, Kavanagh said from Sky, he said, West Ham owners Sullivan and Gold confronted by angry fans at Wigan. Fans wanted more signings. Senior figures understand. 
frustration, but unacceptable for owners to be treated in this way. West Ham, the seventh biggest wage bill in the league and close to their wage cap limit. Owners doing all they can. I mean, most people say that sounds like it was written by, um, oh, by someone himself. Oh, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's funny, the FFP coming out again. Yeah, uh, they love that one. But that, that's, I can tell you one thing. We are not close to our wage cap. The whole way that FFP has been restructured now in the new deal, and because we moved to the new stadium, we really don't have to worry about that. That's one thing I can dispel. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, that that cannot be a case anymore. When we pay barely nothing for a stadium and everything we come in is a profit or can be shown as a profit up against FFP, can't it? So we shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. What they've done is they pay big wages for average players and then don't play them. And then they end up with a wage bill with like Andy Carroll sat on a bench. Are you on big money? All these players that they've average players, big money. That's why we've got the seventh highest wage bill. They just, they just can't run a football club. And for them then to go on and it was, they, they had to reiterate when the fans came on and started saying that wasn't the case. That wasn't how it happened. They then came on, their producer came on, look, we've just spoken to Sullivan's secretary and he's he's clear that he felt threatened and was jostled or whatever in the car park. So that, again, now is, is saying all these people are liars. The West Ham fans, you know, again, they've done it. They've blown a grenade up. Well, they should They should not. They really shouldn't have commented and keep their mouths shut. David Gold said, by the way, after it, I don't think you can criticise DS for getting in the car, given what happened to him after he lost 4-0 away to West Bromwich Albion a couple of years ago. Uh, and that was about Bazcock saying, you know, at least David Gold stayed around. But you, can, um, you, I'm sure you can't blame him for... But you, why, haven't they, why do they not go there with a couple of guards with them and just yeah. get themselves ushered to the... Well, the picture I saw did have two security guards in like high-vis dress. Yeah, so they look like stewards. I, I don't think... Well, it could be, but they did seem to have some security. As you say, um, I'm surprised they had no um, security or... Uh, cameras, rather, or any. no one thought to whip out their camera and film it. Last word on this from Nigel... The bald lover. Do, do you know what? I just wish these people were around five, six years ago, behaving like that. Perhaps the club wouldn't be in the mess we're in now. That's what I wish. It's. I don't. I, what are you saying? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, I don't want to get into the. I told you so. Because no, because there's so. no benefit in sitting there. And saying that, to be fair, there's, there's, there's nothing. Uh, but I will point out to people, the, the, the club is in this mess and because of what they've brought it upon themselves because of everything goes back to the lies and everything. And that's why people feel like it. People had a choice to believe or not believe. And to have all this outrage now just seems, I don't know. I don't get the outrage. Over, I mean, there's... But that, what is the outrage about? But that's the big part of it, isn't it? That's the big part of the outrage because the likes of say like yeah. you and me, Nigel, we never no. wanted to. We never wanted to go. We never believed in it. We yeah. never believed the word they said. But a large proportion of people bought into it and believed it, and now they see that what they believed in isn't right. It wasn't and, the truth. They've been lied to. They've been. And that's right. why well, the owners let's, have let's to just suck it up. Pers- I'm afraid. And that's why. That's where I've got no yeah, sympathy for them because. 
they made me look like an idiot five, six years ago. I got called everything from a CU next Tuesday to a Tottenham fan. Yeah, and now I get more people saying, oh, do you know what? He, he weren't the idiot, actually. He knew what he was talking about. And me and John were both the same, and there was other people that were like, no, nah, this ain't right, this is wrong. But, we, but, but that's, hang on, hang like on, you hang used on, hang to on. Laugh at us and, and whatever. Let's not make this about no, the stadium, because it, it ain't no, about that's the thing. This no, but that's is, where yeah, the feeling so comes this from. Is, it all leads back people, to people, People invested one way or the other. And now the people that invested into it believed all the words they said, went along with the stadium move, went along with all this next level stuff and all that, now realise that they've actually had the wall pulled over their eyes and they've been taking the piss out of. I, I, I'm not sure. I just think people were pissed off. We're out of the cup and vented their anger immediately of why we're not doing the thing. We've got a lot of injuries. We've been extremely unlucky. And I do, I know you're going to say, I don't believe you. I think we are finding it difficult to in the market. And David Moy said as much today. He was asked, do you have the financial backing? Yes, I do, he says, on his, his, to all reporters. And you can see it. I've put it on Clarence Hugh. There's a video on it right now. And then he gets asked, are the, are the owners backing you? And he said, I find that rather insulting question to the reporter. He said, yes, of course they are. They're trying to do everything possible for the good of this club. Now, this is David Moyes, who's got a lot of integrity. He wouldn't be part of this operation owners trying to big them up. If he didn't have money, he's a, I hear he's a very cautious man. And he said on, on, the, on the video today in the interview, he said, I do not want to waste money on time in bringing players that are just going to sit on the bench. If they need to come in, they need to be quality and they need to have an active role between now and the end of the season. You can't go against David Moyes, and I'm not making no, that up. You can go I'm and read it. against David Moyes. What I'm saying is, is that the reason why the people are angry is because, and it does, whether you go, let's not drag up that, it's, and it all stems from everything they said. And as John has said, the people that believed in it now feel they've been tricked and lied to, and they are angry. And th- whatever way they take their frustration out, that's the way. Now, I don't like mob mentality, and I don't like all that standard around screaming or or, or, or even questioning or whatever, because it, it's not nice to see. But do I have sympathy for an 81-year-old and 68-year-old? Not when it's them two. I don't. I feel bad as well for not having that sympathy, because I normally I would. But for them two, I don't, because... I just look at it and think, well, mate, you were told if you don't deliver, you're going to face the wrath of the fans, and that's you know you've they've, they've reaped. We've said it. We've said it before, isn't it? The worst thing they could do is sell up, take us to that place, and keep us as the same yeah, old West Ham. That and that's I'm, exactly I'm, what they've I'm done. Say, I think both of you had to say. I, I'm not going to say they haven't done any wrong, but I think. They're better than better than ever, you know. I think we could be a lot worse off under the Icelandics or other people. I know you don't. Well, we agree. could be a lot better um, off with a better owner. But sure, well, sure, well, possibly. But until this is one why comes they have forward. to sell up because this is a stick they will continually be beaten with. Yeah, I agree. Club, I understand that. I get that. It's, it's there's no going back from for the, it now. for the good of the club because the club is going to be like this for as long as they're owners. For as long as they're owners. Well, do you know what? The Cairns were never liked, but they, no one could get rid of them for years but and years and years. football was different back then, Sean. All right. There wasn't Ooh, social media. It. I'm going to read one last thing, right? Just to put a, a little bit of balance in this. Mitch Burgess, 
um, who's a West Ham supporter, um, posted to Twitter today to David Gold and David Sullivan and, and um, Junior and, and Jack Sullivan, I will always support our owners. And David Gold replied to him personally, it takes a lot of courage to support the board during these difficult times. Well done and good luck. And it, he's right. It's almost, if you want to say not, something nice about the board, it's the opposite of what you had five years ago. You'll be shouted down and be called. If I, if I say something pro-board, um, like you just said earlier, I'm, I'm a lackey. I'm in the pockets of yeah, Sullivan. I said that five years it's ago. Almost, there is, <laughs> all right. I've been saying it's that almost since I like, you were. It's like, almost like it's a crime to be pro-board now. In other words, you, you you have to join in with this mob mentality. I saw I saw that. Vein of blood for the board. And I, I just don't get yeah, it. Say, I don't think the deliberate that, they, that people up. got to realise is, is that there's, there's 52,000 season ticket holders. Yeah. Now, the largest Facebook group, um, the real West Ham fans, have got 13,000. The board will look at that 13,000 and be worried, but they'll take that out of the 52,000 and they'll probably look and go, well, there's 37,000 that ain't in that group. And they'll yeah. think, well... well I'm, I'm not sure if that's no, means. because they'll I mean, rely as I said on before, the silent majority. Right? Because... But as I said before, Clarence Hugh has 70,000 registered users, and it means absolutely nothing because I don't know whether those people go to the games. I don't know whether they uh, uh, read the website anymore. All I know is they register with Clarence Hugh, right? That's all I know. What does it mean? It's just a number. It doesn't mean anything. The real, the real challenge comes when the process comes. When the process comes, who joins in? That's what will speak the numbers when the protests come. And, and whether it's real West Ham fans or whether it's another group or whatever, I think that day will come against the board and we will see signs and protests, etc. And we will see how, how, how they handle it when that day comes. Mm. Yeah, it's coming. You can see it. but Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Uh, the tide has definitely turned against the uh, board, and, and I'm sure they're completely aware of it. Um, let's do a transfer update because we're only – this is our last um, podcast before the transfer window on Wednesday, unless you're planning to have a, 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 a sort of po- a, a transfer special on, on uh, Wednesday, boys. You could do no, a monologue. So. We'll let you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you could talk for half hour on your own. Yeah. I'm sure you can find someone to chat to, Sean. So, Sacco's gone. Um, about um, uh, uh, ten million euros is is what they say in France. <laughs> um, but most of it that sounds even better, doesn't it? If you say it ten like. million euros, five million euros up front, which is about four point four million, which is less than we paid for him. We paid three and a half million for him to Mez, Mets, and then another million on top with add-ons. And then another five million euros on add-ons. But I've, I've got to be honest, that's on goals, that's on appearances, qualifications, Champions Europe, League. Yeah, European game. Europe. So we were not going to see the whole 10 million euros, which is about 8.8 million. I gave him back to someone for nothing, we, they, basically. Well, we got him, we got roughly, what I get told is we got back what we paid for him. So all in all, we probably get about five million. We paid five million quid from him in total. We get back five million quid. Roughly, so it's break even, which is why it was an undisclosed fee. Um, you'll be aware that as Cox printed um, some communications with him, where he's saying he would do an interview to reveal 
what was you know maybe what went on between him and um david sullivan and the board um i got told i mean they were praying and i said this before that he passed the medical so i'm really pleased he passed the medical because you know medical advice was he's still got a long-term back problem we can say it now um because he's gone but there was a concern that will break down again he didn't want to play the 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 manager didn't want him in the team i got told i wasn't going to say that while he's for sale the manager thought it was a bad apple a bad influence he didn't want to play he was unofficially on strike allegedly feigning injury we took what we could for him i i I don't do you, do you blame the ball for that, Nigel? No, no. All, all, the only thing I want to know is whether we will ever find out the truth is, did he refuse to play and and did he really feign injury? Because if that's the case, then I don't care what he's got to say. Piss off, mate. Because as I always say, you don't play for the owners. You don't play for the manager. You play for the club and you play for the yeah. fans. So that's – you should now, the only thing I would caveat that is – he always seemed to come on and, and play well. It's, it didn't seem to Dan tools on the pitch. It, it, the worst thing about it is, if you look this season, he was probably our most liveliest striker. And he didn't really play that much. <laughs> says a lot about the others. Yep. So, I mean, people are saying who's going to replace him. We're talking about inbound in a minute. But at the end of the day, he hasn't played, has he? <laughs> Would you miss someone no. who hasn't played? No. Well, you will do when uh, you've got no Lanzini, no no Anatovic. Yeah, I agree. No I agree. Now, now all of a sudden, we do look really short. And would we yeah. have got more so that, from him in the summer when he did his walkabout? You know. Well, it, but it, the, the, the strange thing to me is, and I asked the senior source, I thought he only had five months left on his cr- contract, Sacco. But I got told actually he'd signed a new contract, which he had three years with an option for another two, which. T- did surprise but that, me. But somewhat. what was all that about on the last day? Why did they make him come back? Weren't he at Wren's having a having a? Yeah, he, he was. was. And there, there's it's something suspicious about that. I that mean, he, uh, he won a bit of money going racing, I suppose. So we done all right, Sacco. Um, anyway, Sacco's gone. You know, no point in talking about it again. Good luck to him and everything. But there's a. Do you know what? And I can't say it because libel laws and everything. There's a particular reason he moved, right? Which may or may not come out one day. I wish I could write it. I wish I could say it on the podcast, but I can't. Oh, thanks for telling um, us that. Then. But uh, I think, yeah. But again, that's that's a very singular, one-sided point of view that you get, and you get in your head. I got it from. An, I got the same story from a number of people, both senior sources and, and agents, saying there is one particular thing that drives him. Yeah, money. Yeah, it's around money. Anyway, um, AU. Uh, AU. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Yeah. Au like is it. possibly going to leave before Wednesday, and he's another one where I'm told that. This guy is probably feigning injury, uh, mystery injury. Uh, we know there's interest from Swansea, who just won alone. And they're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> he played for you. Like, you don't know what he's like. Uh, or maybe Marseille. Uh, David Moyes said today in his interview, is there going to be any other outbound players? He said, possibly. Uh, but, you know, and sort of hinted that the offers would have to increase, which everyone sort of jumped on them to mean Swansea. Um, but I'm not sure I want a player that feigns injury or, or doesn't want to play for us. He's trying to engineer a move out of out of the club. What what's your position on AU, Chum? Um, if if that's the truth, then get rid of him. But I mean, the way we are at the moment, he he comes on and does a job and he nicks the odd goal. So I don't think we could really afford unless we replace him to get rid of him. And again, he's another one. He's coming. He was our top strike our top like twenty million pound purchase and has never really had a run in the team, has he? Yeah. No. Nope. So it's nope. just these players, they must he must come to West Ham thinking, right, this is my big big move. If I do really well here, I could go up the top six and get a run in here, show what I can do, and then he never gets played. It's like yeah. I don't know what happens to him. They sort of come here and no one ever comes here and gets better, do they? Or sitting to go backwards. Uh, no. Uh Next is Hart and Hernandez. Both been told you can't move this this January. Hart wanted to maybe That's a bit do of it. Travel on Hart, isn't it? Well, you know, alone's alone, you know, and we might need cover. Why, why should they let him go? Because he ain't going to gonna make the World Cup squad. Um, I know, he... but they they've got to think about this from a, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money, by the way. He's getting sitting on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Nice paid player. Um, exactly. He's another one. He's another one that they got him on loan, no option to buy, an absolute waste of money. Get rid of him and go and just spend some of that money. Well, he's, he's been told, and I've got it on very good authority, he's been told he can't. He's a cup goalkeeper with no cup to play in. Yeah, playing. true. Hernandez. Who, who we talked earlier, who's not playing like he's enjoying himself, um, also been told not to leave. I'm told that we are looking for a striker, but Moyes prefers a big lump. He wants a big fella up, up front. That ain't going to be Hernandez, and it? Uh, uh, so it sort of rules out any of the names to be linked to that are not big fellas, is what I've been told. Which talks about, brings me on to Martinez, who will be sent out on loan to Dundee United or uh, a championship club for the rest of the season. Right move, wrong move. Has he had a chance to prove himself? Yeah, all of them. 
send them all out. Yeah, I think they've got to go to something better than League One. You got to, you, we've seen that Burke and, and Cullen and Martinez can do well in those leagues. To prove that they're worthy of a chance, they've got to go to the Championship and do it there. And then the gradual step up. Uh, Martinez, he's still young enough. Burke and Cullen, actually, are probably at a crossroads in their career because I think they're like 22, 23. And they need to be, if they want to be professional footballers playing first team games, they need, they've got a choice to make. Well, they're probably going to go back to Bolton, but Roy said today to that he's going to, to make fair it. To them, they can only go and play for Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they are they are. Um, he's going to make a late decision, maybe even on transfer deadline day, whether he needs them in the squad or not. So he's going to make a decision on transfer deadline day whether they can go back to Bolton, which leaves Reese Oxford, who almost certainly looks like again, unless we need cover, we'll go back to Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So they're the they're the outbound. Let's talk about inbound. Uh, obviously, we signed a player, Mario. Um, do you want to try and pronounce his first name? Juji? Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe Mario. Joe Mario. Um, as we already revealed, um, a young Mr. Sullivan revealed £2 million loan fee, £2 million in wages, um, no option to buy, I'm told by a senior source, despite no, what may, other not. people may say. No option to buy. Um, now, I know you've got strong views on this. That there's no point in taking a loan unless there's an option to buy, John. Yeah, I just say it's absolutely pointless. Why, why, why would you do it? It's just such short-termism. It's just, yeah, I just think it's a waste of time and money. Yeah. Personally. Okay. Is he a good enough player, Nigel? Don't really know much about him, to be fair. I can't say he's... I watched, obviously, when Portugal won the Euros. Can't say he stood out that I thought, oh, yeah, he, he, he looks someone. Inter Milan paid a lot of money for him, and that's probably why there's no option to buy, because they want a lot of money back that we ain't ever going to pay. So, therefore, you do have to look down and think, as good as a player he is, and we've got him for six months, what if he is really good? What are we gonna do? Because we know we ain't gonna pay forty odd million for him. So that's gonna be the, a problem for them yeah. as well, isn't it? If he if he comes in, does really well for six months, and then we we get to the end of the season, and then off he goes, or we got to pay the forty five mil that they paid. So lose lose for us, and that's the thing because if he's really good, we only yeah. get him for six months, and yeah. and then we ain't gonna have the money to buy him. Or if he's rubbish, we played him for six months and had to put up with his shit. Yeah. Well, let's see. We need him. We're going to see whether he works or not because we've got now already plays. I'm going to quickly go through the other rumours. New name today, Ryan Fredericks. I'm told that's that we're definitely interested in him. He's a Fulham right back, uh, 25 out, he's, years old. He's out of contract and he, at the end of the season. Well, he? he is, but um, Fulham say they've got an automatic option for 12 months that they are going to uh, invoke. So he's actually got 18 months left on his contract. But we're going to try and... In- we're going to try and snatch him now. Quite a few other clubs are interested. Pele, uh, former Southampton Southampton striker. Uh, Rumours that we wanted him to join. They are true. We did inquire about him, but I'm told he doesn't want to drop his wages. He's on 250 grand a week and he wants the same at West Ham. So that was applied. We couldn't uh, even you, get the no, real Pele you. at 75 or however old he is. That, it's a duck. Yeah. Tom Carney. 
Tom Carney from Fulham. Fulham don't want to sell. We put in a bid for 15, turned down. Another bid for 18, turned down. I'm told we'll go to 20 million, but no more. They slapped on a valuation of 40 million. Allegedly, they would deal at 30 million, but I don't think we're ever going to get there. I don't think we're going to pay 30 not. million. I'm not sure he's worth 30 million. Is he worth 30 million? I don't know nothing about him, but again, what all they're doing now is unsettling a player in a you know a promotion. He wants to come. His girlfriend posted on on. Yeah, I know. I see it, but he started following Mark Noble and well, well, we'll see. what happened? What was that um, other player from for Brentford? Or was it last season? Though? Scott Hogan. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, the same Scott thing Hogan. again. It just, it's just, oh, I don't know. It just does my head in. Right, next one, Morgan Schneiderlin, twenty million. Uh, again, I am, I'm told this one had some le- has some legs. Uh, obviously linked at the beginning of the season. M- latest interest now that we've lost all the players and, and Sacco's gone. Worth twenty million, John? Um, oh fuck! I, the Morgan Schneiderlin that went at Man United is the one that left him. I haven't really taken much notice of him. So possibly, Sean. Possibly. Uh, John Joe Shelby, I think we've covered, which is, you know, despite the rumours and strange rumours that, you know, his representatives and people, because, you know, he's a Romford boy, have met with a West Ham. Everything I hear from sources, so no way, uh, we're not well, interested no in him. Why. And that seems to be, <laughs> we, we, we seem to be, uh, <laughs> we seem to have that confirmed if the, if the, if uh, Mr. Sullivan was correctly quoted in the car park. And finally, and I don't know if I'll pronounce this, Fedor Smuloff. Is that how you pronounce his name, the Russian captain? Yeah, you better hope your internet started there. You might have got it right. Um, yeah, we'll we're, we're go with that, Sean, because no one really knows. So, so we asked today a senior source and said, you know, it's, you know it was, he was the other guy really, really being rumoured. There's talks on going. And, and I got an interesting answer back. And the answer was, uh, like 99% of players that we're in for they either don't want to come to us or they can't make up their minds. I'll just say that again. Like 99% of players are in for, they either don't want to come to us or they can't make up their oh, minds. Dear. I saved the best for last, guys. That doesn't sound very promising, does it? I'll That's a great quote. Do you want to go? I don't know, I can't I make the mind up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, well, you know what really he's saying is we're waiting to see if anything better comes along than West Ham. It's just, I need to, I need someone in charge, don't they, who can run a transfer policy, establish a transfer policy and run it properly. Yeah, they, they need a director of football. They, they need, need a new someone director. in charge who can do this stuff because these lot... Right. I've got, got one last play. stat for you. Quickly, anyway, one uh, last in, stat here. Give me two minutes here, because this was on the American podcast, the West Ham American podcast. This boy obviously ain't got a lot of time. Has got a lot of time in him. Who nicked one no. of our listeners? Yeah, they nicked one, one of our those. listeners. Yeah. David Hall sent back down the way. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, as, as 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 we've got back down to wait because he's he's defected yeah. and gone to the Traitor, American podcast, and now. And now sending love tweets to ex-West Ham so employees. Anyway, this 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 lad obviously has got a lot of time on his hands because he did name drop our podcast though. In in the we we were banging on about um, don't buy in January, so he he thought it was a bit strange. So he went and analysed every January signing under Golden Sullivan, and he, he, he 
he analysed the lot and he he worked out how many for every signing. What's the average games played of a player for the club? I don't know. So if you look at all the January signings, add up all the games that they've played in the first team, and they only average ten games per player. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, I thought, well, it sort of reinforced because I think he set out to try and prove what we said wrong. <laughs> Actually, he ended up agreeing with us and proving us right that you're better off not buying in January. <laughs> but it's, again, it depends who you buy, doesn't it? It depends what what homework you do beforehand. We all preparation, we're organisation. In, we're, we're shopping in Aldis and Lidl's, aren't we? You know. Anyway, I'm, I'm conscious of time, so we're going to move on. Uh, injury update. Obiang, um, we're told, is basically facing the rest of the season out. He's he's had a scan. It looks like his uh, LCL, which I wrote this morning, Clarence, with you. He's, they're going to do, when his swelling goes down later on the, uh, this week, they're going to do another scan, but it looks like he needs an operation. Either way, he's going to have a knee brace and it's unlikely he's going to play any part this season again, which I, I think is a loss. Um, Antonio Noble, Rice, Reed, and Chiarty should all return, maybe m- most of them even for tomorrow for Palace. Uh, Carroll, as we know, is till April, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose him for the rest of the season. Uh, Anatovic, late February, he's due, because he has got those six weeks out with his hamstring. Lanzini's due back in March, and Fernandes is due back in May. Uh, maybe not at all. Um, so we are starting to, and, and as we said, AU feigning injury anyway, um, we are starting to turn a corner with some of these injuries. And as John said earlier, possibly some of them were rested and called injuries with little knocks, etc., for the Wigan game just to save some face. Yeah. Well, at least we'd better put a team out tomorrow night. Eh? But, but, but January is, I mean, we're really missing uh, Antonio. So I, I'm really pleased Antonio's going to be back. Um, and I think Rice can still A lot play. of them aren't going to be match fit, though, are they? That's the problem, because they've missed a lot of games. Well, that's that's going to be the problem. Maybe they put all of them on and sort of rotate them. Um, right, let's move on to the quickly the, the London Stadium bit. So Nigel sent me a piece um, on a Facebook from a, from a steward, former steward, Bolin steward, to say that Palace game tomorrow on Tuesday, um, OCS, the stewarding company, have been sat on the 28th of January and that all the stewards would basically be new and it would be chaos and etc. And I, I I was quite alarmed by this story as I think many people were. So I decided I've been speaking to the club on and off today to some, some directors and um, the chief operating officer there. Um, and the real truth, just Nigel and anyone else has read it, is OCS only had 20% left of the stewards. So they lost their contract for 24-hour security to look after the stadium on the non-match days, and that was a contract they want. They only had 20% left of the um, actual stewards in the stadium. So uh, the search and outside, it was done by another company, I think they're called Expedia, um, and the um, each stand, four stands, are run by a separate company, and OCS had one of those, so only 20%. All stewards, all OCS stewards have been offered to register with all the other agencies, only a very small percentage haven't registered. So what I was told is, this has obviously been written by disgruntled um, uh, steward, and in reality, the people you'll see on Tuesday night should be the same people you've seen 
because OCS only handled 20% and most 90% of those have re-registered with the other companies. So maybe it was a bit of a non-story, but thanks for, if people have read it, that's the truth of it, whether you believe it or not. Um, that's that's what London Stadium of, of so of basically the stewarding a lot of people complained about and thought was rubbish. So they've sacked the company but re-eyed all the rubbish stewards that people were complaining about. Yeah, you could put it like that. Well, <laughs> maybe they they took a good one. <laughs> the rubbish one. You always find something <laughs> negative. I, I suppose that's the fault. Of, I, suppose, I suppose that's the fault of the board as well. Yeah. Well, no, that's the stadium operators, isn't it? I just find it the funny that the way you try and oh. spin a story <laughs> is great. You, I mean, you, I'll give you credit, Sean. You do really put work and effort into it, but it can just be ripped apart as easy as that. <laughs> anyway, it's time for this. So it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Nick Harvey says, where do I start? Oh, before I start, I said podcasting tonight at 7.30. Send in your question statements of fact or general rants before then. Hot topics include the winning game, the owner's car park encounter, Sacco going, Mario coming, and the latest transfer rumours and news. Nick Harvey said, where do I start? Another cup game not taken seriously, car park. What do they expect? Sullivan saying Shelby is shit. Respect is two-way. Sullivan shows no respect to anyone, so it's not surprising he gets a hard time. In the, until the border open, honest and transparent with the fans, they never take a step towards getting their trust and respect of the majority of fans. Sacco, good riddance. He's taken the piss with refusing to play and refraining injuries way too often. Sullivan, will this guy ever keep his mouth shut? His policy of spend as little as possible loans is backfiring once again. As many predicted, injuries to an Altovich and Lanzini, and we're heading back to the bottom three very quickly. Brady, love the hypocritical Baroness's column this week, criticising Phil Neville for his tweets, but happy to point David, might get a slap moise, not to mention all her wealth coming from working for the pawn barons. This can't go on. The circus is out of control. Ringmaster Sullivan and the rest of the clowns need to go. Nick Harvey, you sure that's not you, Nigel, writing that? That's a pseudonym. That's that's good, that piece about Brady. That's been, you forgot about putting that on there. That's true, isn't it? She come out in a column that she's not going to be doing anymore, but she still does, that, you know, slagging off the old sexist of Phil Neville when she. Nice Yeah. Anyway, Paul Sanders says, question, what's hotter? Rip man's painted in pork sauce at the center of the sun or the, no, sorry. I'll say that again. What's hotter? Rip man's painted in pork sauce or the center of the sun. I certainly recommend it to banish the cold in the Thunderdome. I don't know. I don't eat ribs, so I've never really can't say. I, I think if I'm being just completely straight and serious the scent of the sun would be hotter i don't read the sun either wouldn't it so no <laughs> the the okay section, isn't it, jack- as well I think. Yeah. yeah uh jack ahern says with no lanzini and out of carol antonio to name a few where is our next goal going to come from john mark noble penalty yeah that could be right serve Sergey Novish, and I keep on saying his name wrong each week, and he, he thinks it's hilarious. Um, time for conspiracy theories. 
Masusaku's Makusaku's red card for spitting, stupidly or something more interesting. Do you remember his strange handball and penalty versus West Brom some time ago? It's not the first time he's acted weird. Is he trying to suggest that there's some kind of betting scam or something? What's the conspiracy he's trying to say, Nigel? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. I don't get I don't it. Know. Tell us, Sergey, what, what, what exactly Sergei? you're on about. Matthew Kemp. Sergey. Um, Matthew Kemp says, why is it when we sell to overseas clubs, the amount we get is low, i.e. for Gooley, broke uh, even his salary, and Sacco, some cash and the rest played over longer term. Ironically, as soon as we inquire about the player, any player, we're quoted 20 million plus. Equally, can Rennes afford to play Sacco more than 30 grand a week? Now, I was thinking this. Can they really pay him what, what he was earning at West Ham? Well, if they flog a few more of them mm-hmm. like Artburn tablets, perhaps that's how they're going to do it. <laughs> Rene. Hey. Hey. Adam Jackson. <laughs> Adam <laughs> Jackson. And I think this is Adam Jackson, formerly of, uh, let's have a look. It's your yeah, mate, isn't it? Uh, Mr. Ferrari, man. Comes. Yeah, of, of the Sir Trevor Brook in Lower. Oh, sorry. No, oh, did I yeah. say Of former fame of Another one of upset go on yeah it blocked me yeah why was the stadium's roof signed off on when it's clearly not fit for purpose of course the stadium is not fit for purpose for football but it's a whole different ball game sorry this is not the time for poor jokes he's probably saying because we got wet the other day in in uh, the well, west there's Ed. a thing called wind he doesn't told is rain always yeah rain doesn't always go down does. vertically it sometimes blows to the side it does users yeah. just upset because the wind was blowing from a different direction so it blew it into your face yeah. instead of into the west the, the east stand where it normally blows i bet you never get wet where you are i get a dust in the snow but we never get wet no but now's not the <laughs> time for be a local club or a global brand, oh, one for You Nigel. don't need to ask me that, do you? All right, for John. Local club. Go on, next. Global brand. David White says, realistically, who would you love to be holding the shirt by deadline day? John and Nigel. Messi. <laughs> okay, John. Uh, go on then. I'll have bail. He looks like he's on his way out. Right. Uh Billy Hardy, last question on Facebook. What's next for Shed Man now he's a TV star? <laughs> All right, Bill. So what is next? Well, I've got to be yeah. a TV star first. Do you know of Billy? I know Billy. Do you know uh, who is Billy? He, 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 is, he is someone that I used to take West Ham from a little boy. Yes. Oh, really? So, all right, while we're talking on this, and we're just going to finish off now, when is your TV appearance, I don't know. Nigel? Sean. I don't know. I'll have to ask my agent, to be fair. Mr. 10%. Yeah, all right. I'll ring the producer and find out. But since it's supposed to be a preview before Palace, I would think it's got to be tomorrow It could have been today, but we just... I forgot to look. (laughs) I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It probably was a guy. Could have been. We've we've had it. I don't know. But they promised me a copy anyway, so don't worry, people. We will have it on the Facebook group. Uh, so I'm going to quickly look whether there's been any rants on um, Twitter. What do they call it? Oh, yeah. Um, Twitter, that's it. Twitter. Or Twitter, as some people call it. Um, 
But talk amongst yourselves, guys, since I'm doing everything tonight. Oh, tough times. Predictions for Palace, Nige. Right, here we are. Robert uh, Jer- Jersey says, uh, are we good enough to stay up if Marco and Lean- Lanzini are out for the rest of the season? I think we're going to yeah, struggle. Yeah, I think we're good enough to stay up. Okay. Uh, Lewis Erdentrout says, how was your birthday celebration, Sean? I only can see a defeat tomorrow, sadly. I really wish we had lost at Shrewsbury as we've only lost four quality players to injuries and suspension with the replay and the game on Saturday. I'm glad we're all out of the cup and was hoping we'd lose. He was hoping we'd lose. Um, my birthday celebrations were fine. And just to say, Nigel actually ventured out of Essex into Surrey. I nearly drove into the River Thames Didn't for you? the sins. Well, who you puts did. a river at the end of a car park? That's what I want to know. Bleeding stupid slip road it was. Well, in Surrey we do because we've got the River Thames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last one, uh, Sarif the Bastard, uh, another one of our regular eight listeners, has David Sullivan's lies about the fans attacking him after the Wigan defeat put the final nail in his coffin? Fans wanting him to sell up. Is it the final nail in this no, coffin, Nigel? I don't think it is, because I think they're so deluded. It's hard to gauge, when you deal with social media, it's hard to gauge what the majority of fans feel. As I say, the big swell on Twitter and other places is, we want you out. But they'll look at the fact is that's a small bubble compared to the big bubble in the stadium. So until something happens in the stadium and we see how big it is there... I don't think anything will happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. One last question for you, actually. Go on. I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about they can't sell up for five years, and this is because they've got to give a large percentage of what they sell it for back to the government. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Well, they they give about – it depends on how quickly they sell, but basically year one, year two. So we're already in year two. It's about 20%. It's complicated, and I did – blog on this at one point but basically for depending on the sale price 800 million approximately 20 percent of a over 400 million goes to the government right so, so they value, after, they value this at 400 million when we move to anything above that we get they get 20 so they can off. sell it, it, it they actually can goes, sell then they can sell but they have to give uh um the, the, the uh, money to, fans, to the government. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a windfall. But what fans have got to realise, those that want them to set up, and me included, is who's going to buy? Because they're going to want top dollar. Foreigners now, yeah. forget about Man City, some, some shake turning up. They're buying, look at a club like Wolves. Wolves got sold a year ago to, I don't know if it was Russian or Chinese money. They're, they're top Chinese. of the table now. It's, it's a lot easier for foreigners now to get their money back by buying championship club, spending 30, 40 million pounds in the champions, get them in the Premier League, bang, their money's back straight away. And then they can use the Premier League money to try and strengthen the club rather than pay 600 million pounds or, or whatever they want to buy an established club with a fan base that's frankly at war with itself. It, uh, you've asked me, so I'm going I'm to give you how much because I did an article back in November in 2016. If the club is sold for £125 million or less, no fee is due at all to the government. 
if it's sold between 125 and 150 million, 7.5 of it goes to the government. If it goes between 150 million and 200 million, it's 10%. And if it goes between 200 and 300, it's 20%. And anything above 300 million, 30% of it. So it has a cumulative effect, yeah, between each of those parts. For how so long? So, for example, for, for the first five years, and, I, and then there's another five years. So if it was sold for a billion pounds, yeah, in the next five years, they would have to give 237 million to the government. So roughly about just under 25%. Right. So that's that's the way it works. Okay. Um, and then another five years after that, then it, it tails away less. Um, but, well, that that's... That's, that's the reality of it. They would have to give about 25% away and, if they sell in the next they, they, I mean, the government have done us no favours there. They, they've done that to protect the people. Thing. But it is because <laughs> it turns out that we're stuck with yeah. them. And we're tearing ourselves apart. Uh, and people are going to try now and force them out. But if we try and force them out, who's going to take their place? And then what? Well, Karen, look, at the end of the day, I could argue Karen Brady, here. on her own website, Karen Brady has valued the club at 800 million on her own website. So if it's sold for that, even paying the 30% I've just talked oh, about profit. maximum, yeah. they're still quids in. They still make a handsome profit. But they ain't yeah? going to get that much. That's what I'm saying, because a, 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 a Chinaman can turn up and go and buy a, a club in the, in the championship for 30, 40 million. Stick another thirty million. He's got him in the Premier League, and he's guaranteed one hundred and fifty million if they finish bottom. But the the best thing I think we can hope for is for them to step yeah. back and get a new new face, yeah, new get, board of get control, Brady in as such. Get get a, get a new board in. Get Brady yeah, completely gone. Get a new face, a new director of football, someone who can organise and run a transfer policy. And just let them step but back. If you think about it, we don't need their money. Budgets. A football club in the Premier League can generate enough money to actually be self-sufficient. They don't put money into the club anymore. Yeah. We don't need their money. No, not so we anymore. don't need no. their money. So actually, they could just sit back, shut up, be quiet, and get a professional board in and just be the shareholders. But their egos won't allow it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm put a fan on the board. I'm just going to say, if the club was sold for 800 million, which I said, Brady, before August 2022, they would pay the government 207 million back in a windfall tax. After August 2022 and before August 2027, this would re- reduce to 135 million on an, an 800 million pound sale. After August 2027, the government get nothing. So if they don't want to pay any windfall tax at all, they're free to do so after August 2027. Put that in your diary, Nigel, if they're still alive. Anyway, uh, we've overrun quite a bit. Um, uh, Let's talk about predictions for Palace. Uh, Have we got got two games? Brighton on Saturday. Yeah. So uh, let's start with you, John. Palace and Brighton. Um, I think we're going to get done by Palace tomorrow. Oof. And I would say we'd say one nil, painful watch. And I think we will get a draw at Brighton. Uh, West Ham one, Stripey Nigel's one, and then uh, Tesco bags two, West Ham nil. 
Okay, so it's left to me, and I'm not allowed to pick the same ones. So I'm going to go uh, 2-0 against Palace. I don't know where the goals are going to come from, but 2-0. Uh, Antonio is where they're going to come from. And um, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win against Brighton at the seaside. So there you go. A full six points from two games because I hate betting against or predicting against my team. Uh, and one hour nine, I think we've we've said enough. So um, I think it's goodbye. time for goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Oh, I did say it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from John. Yeah, me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Shedman. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.